every time I have a conversation with you both, it's just, it's, it's like the nothing is impossible. And I think that is such a mindset that we love to have as in everything is like a brainstorm. It's like, what could we do? What's the possibilities? And it's like actually striving for that next level. And I think you guys actually push us to think harder, which I love. Welcome to the How They Lead podcast, hosted by Benjamin Wade and Ben Stocken. This podcast is dedicated to exploring the world of high performance, showcasing examples of how individuals and teams can reach their full potential. Together, they'll be inviting amazing guests who have defined or represented high performance in their own right. From world record breakers to individuals who have achieved first in their fields, the How They Lead podcast will showcase a diverse range of guests, each with their unique stories and insights to share. So join us as we challenge traditional ways of doing things, explore new ideas, methods and possibilities, and evolve the way people perform. Team World Waves, Charlotte, Jess, welcome. Thank you. This is going to be a great 20 minutes hearing about who you are, why you've appeared on our screens, and what you're doing next. 20 minutes? At least 20 minutes, oh I think. God, I'm talking to this. I penciled in an hour. <laughs> oh, I thought I'd start with 20 minutes. I was going to say 20, 20 minutes, we'll get like one question in. An, <laughs> an hour and 20 minutes, we yeah. might get that one question in. Oh, yeah, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. I think Thank you're you looking forward to this, aren't you? Well, we've had you already. We had you on our podcast, but this is the next the next event, isn't it? You we had didn't. Me, and that's only half the fun of it. You had the wild, not the wave. You're exactly. Oh, she's done yeah. that before. You're bad. <laughs> Who are Team World Waves? Do you want to give us a quick a quick hi to everyone listening and everyone that you want to reach out to? Who are Team World Waves? So we are Team World Waves, made up of myself, Jessica, and Charlotte, obviously. In 2021, we rode across the Atlantic Ocean and broke the world record for the fastest female pair to do so. We came, We also raised £100,000 for shelter and women's aid. Well done. Thank you. And we got back to land and six months later decided that that wasn't enough. So we signed up to row the Pacific Ocean June 2024 to raise more money for shelter, for homelessness, and obviously going for another world record. But we shouldn't say that. That. No, that's what we're that's what we're striving for but wild waves came about i think probably back when we met at university so we've been friends for over 10 years now nice. um and we used to channel our energy into other things and then i think probably about three or four years ago we decided to start doing adventurous things and it started out with um boxing and then it went to the atlantic and now onto the pacific so that's kind of like the crux of our friendship now is challenges we don't really know what else to talk about <laughs> we have to sign up to Pop things like and boxing. will die yeah after, after the atlantic we were like well, we had nothing to say to each other <laughs> yeah. so another one not much of a link between boxing and rowing but how we've obviously heard from jess just checking the story from charlotte's point of view how, how did that come about then well, because we signed up, so it's, it was called the White Collar Fight Club. And I don't know if you heard about it. You you train to box, and then you go out in front of like one thousand two hundred people, and you and you do the boxing match. 
Um, and we did that at the point at the time we were raising money for Mind. But as we were going to our training sessions, there was there was a really big homeless population in Victoria where we were doing our training. And Jess and I, before we even thought of the next challenge, we said, whatever we do, we want to do it for homelessness. And then I happened at the time to be working for Diageo, and Diageo owned Talisker. Talisker sponsor the Atlantic Challenge where they did at the time. And I sent it to Jess and I said, would you want to do that? And she was like, I wouldn't do that in a speedboat. What are you on about? Let alone row it. I was like, you know, no, you're right. We wouldn't be able to do it. And she was like, we absolutely would. I just don't want to. And I think three months later, yeah, three months later, she was like, let's sign up. And then that was there. The rest was history, as they say. Nice. That's incredible. That's just like you signing up to see the Marathon de Sable. Almost, almost. No, he hasn't yet. But I thought, I thought if I got it, if I got it on camera. <laughs> the manipulation, yeah. Doing it, but you're doing it, Ben, aren't you? Oh, clang. Did I just drop that in there? Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, well teed up. Um, I, I tried to, but there weren't enough spaces left. Oh. Maybe next year. Next oh, year. maybe next, next year. year. They don't. They only let. Uh, they don't let elite athletes in. So that's one day. That's no, no, they don't. Yeah, show you up. No ringers allowed. It's definitely no elitism here. Um, okay, cool. So like, we kind of got a bit of a, an introduction of kind of who you are and the inspiration behind the challenges. You very quickly kind of skirted over um, a world record for females <laughs> rowing across the Atlantic. Like that must have taken a hell of a lot of planning and discipline and a thorough strategy. Is that right? And a lot of rowing experience. And a lot of rowing experience. I think you've teed us up nicely because we had no rowing experience before, no ocean experience. And our success criteria for the Atlantic was just to get across. I mean, we knew nothing, but I think as we were going across the Atlantic, the success criteria kept changing. So one, we wanted to get across safely. And then we wanted to be the fastest female pair in our race. And then we wanted to be second overall in pairs because there were like a team of two guys in front of us that just weren't going to be touched and there were six for six so (laughs) so we were fine with that and then i think halfway across charlotte came out the cabin one day with his clipboard and was like if we do 60 nautical miles a day then we're going to get the world record and that's when everything changed so there was Mm. there was no it wasn't in sight at all when we started the race but it was the success criteria kept changing and then but maths yeah I think the great thing about suddenly realizing how many nautical miles you could, you needed to do a day was then you could break down your shifts because you're supposed to be rowing two hours on, two hours off, 24 hours a day. So if it's 60 nautical miles a day, you know you need to be doing 2.5 nautical miles an hour, which is five nautical miles a shift. So suddenly you've got something to aim for. And I think that really changed the game for Jess and I because we were you, you were pushing yourself every single minute that you were on the oars because you wanted to make sure that you hit the five, otherwise you felt a bit like you failed. And if you went yeah. over, you were elated. So suddenly we had KPIs. <laughs> we introduced KPIs. <laughs> Brilliant. And is that something that you're going to take into your next challenge or are you just going to get in the boat, keep rowing and just see what happens? Well, it's interesting because there's there's a new challenge with this. Is it, yes, we can work out how many nautical miles we need to do a day, but we also have serious competition. So okay. the I think we pulled away quite quickly from the other female pair in the Atlantic. So that it wasn't necessarily, we weren't really thinking about them. It was just about the record. This time there's, I think there are two collegiate American rowers who are, they've, one of them have, has the record for the Atlantic as a mixed pair. So they have the experience there. Um, so it's almost like, even if we did get the world record, we could still or the world record beat the world record time we could still lose to them and then we wouldn't have the record so it's actually i mean that's a different pressure that we have to think about it it's not just about beating the world record it's been beating them yeah so what's more important beating them and not getting the world record or getting the world record but if we beat the ah no because if we yeah 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 (laughs) 
I'd still want to beat them. So if you didn't get the world record, I'd still want to beat them 100%. I think I think that's the goal is to get to the other side as quickly as we possibly can. And if we don't get the world record, then we don't get the world record, but we better have come first. Okay. I'm not joking. If you can come out of this with, if they don't beat them, then you've just become second because you definitely have got <laughs> so much pressure on us this time. <laughs> the people will be like, oh, it's, yeah. But you might have the world record for the fastest female pair. No, not if they beat us. No, because this is a female. Yeah, there was, a female they were pair. mixed in the Oh, you go for that. Okay. I just want to make yeah. sure we're back, we're back in the right horse. That's, what <laughs> yeah. That's right. the thing, isn't it? Stop you it. cannot. You I'm not going to tell you their names. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, I mean, we haven't really discussed. We haven't really discussed. You know, the the, the reason why we're having this conversation um, on LinkedIn, although not on LinkedIn, because we broke LinkedIn with all the people that wanted <laughs> to get on and 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 hear you two straight away. So we're here to to kind of launch our our partnership with Wildwave, so Wildwave's powered by Westpeak and we're yeah, we are amazing. we're stoked to be to, to be supporting you both, even though we didn't speak to the other crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've still got a fourteen day call off. Yeah, no, okay. Well American market, nice. Um so so tell like why why a partnership with us? Like of all the sponsors, why us? I think, well, first of all, well, we were put in touch after the Atlantic by a mutual friend um, so that we'd come and do some talks with you guys. Yeah, that's right. And I think what was really, really fun is there was like an instantaneous partner to partner connection here. You guys have started your company. It's all based off of progress, pushing forward. And I think we're basically two teams who are trying to prove something in a very different way, but with the same mindset. And I think that's why it works really well. So. Yeah, I mean, it's so brilliant that you guys are on board. I, I was so, when he confirmed there before Christmas that you guys were going to partner with us. It was just the best thing ever, and I think having a partner who's going to be with you for the whole journey and really gets behind you and supports you makes for a great team. So yeah, you're definitely. Up. I yeah, just to echo that, what I love every time I have a conversation with you both, it's just it's it's like the nothing is impossible, and I think that is such a mindset that we love to have. As in everything is like a brainstorm. It's like what could we do? What's the possibilities? And it's like actually striving for that next level. And I think you guys actually push us to think harder, which I love. Well, we did actually think about joining you for the whole journey as well, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mixed yeah. four, we'd absolutely mixed smash four. it. See, there is yeah. the Indian Ocean. Like, there is the Indian. say no. Yeah, never say never. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We'll think, of, we'll think about it. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. i tell you, I, I've promised, I've promised my wife a year off. So we can't yeah. do Indian Ocean next year. Yeah, but fine. I mean, 2026. There's many years. There we go. There, there, there are many records. Many, there are many, many years. There are many years. So it's probably worth mentioning what, what the challenge actually is. We've alluded kind of yeah. to what you're doing. I didn't want to drop it in any earlier, but okay. what is it you're doing? We're rowing the Pacific Ocean this time. There so we we're setting off from uh, California to Monterey Bay to row 2,800 miles to Hawaii. Um, so yeah, similar similar distance to the Atlantic, but a very different race. And why is very that? Very different ocean. Well, it's very, so it's a, it's a very different race in terms of the first seven days are supposed to be brutal because you're coming off of, you think about the US and how it's such a large landmass compared to the Atlantic, we were setting off from the Canary Islands, which is a small island. So you're straight into deep water. Whereas the US, you have this thing called the continental shelf. So it's much shallower water. You've got the wind coming down from the north. The currents are really strong. So that first seven to 10 days are brutally cold and just so difficult to get off that shelf, especially as a pair. I think at one point they were wondering whether they were going to get 
pairs to do it. So solos aren't allowed in the race. So to get to power yourself across, like off that shelf is going to be very, very difficult. And apparently different waves, different type of sea. There's also a great white shark breeding ground about a mile from where we're <laughs> setting up. <laughs> Sounds so inviting. <laughs> so when we get into clean the boat, Jess, you're actually going to have to watch out for sharks this That's time. So like last time on the Atlantic, Charlotte would have to go in and clean the boat because that was her job because I didn't want to get my hat wet. And I stand by that decision. Um, and I used to have to do shark watch. And there was one time I went, Charlotte, there is a massive fish. Stuff. Just can you just check if it's a shark or not? And she's in the water going, no, it's not. Not a great white. Not a great white this time. She was a shark. She's like, you just yeah. check if that fish is a shark or a fish. And I'm just like, panic us. Anyway, yeah. so now we have to be more vigilant. Here. More vigilant there's, of the sharks. There's, there's one word that just hit me like a freight train there that Charlotte just threw, which was like the word apparently. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Apparently... There's there's some like challenging waves and winds and it's hard. To... So now I'm thinking like, do you just ride that and go down to get off, or are you just gonna cut through? Uh, there is a preferred. It, it depends on the. Oh, sorry. Is this top? Is this is this top secret? Sorry. Yeah, no, tactics, know, tactics and strategy. The team, technically, you should kind of come off and go a bit south and then mm. push, push down. One of the trade winds. One of the trade winds. But if you look at the the team the teams this year that went off um in June 2023. They had to go north a bit and curl around. Okay. So it really depends on the weather. And I think and the weather yeah. is such a massive thing when it comes to this because it can really help you or really hinder you. So I think, I don't know about you, Charlotte, but our mindset is those first seven days are just head down. And yeah. So, so how, how's your training changed then from, from the Atlantic to this, which is broadcast as the world's toughest row? Is it a, men, a mental game or is it a physical or what? What's changed this time around, or has nothing changed? It's, it's, we're still using the same. So you have, uh, he's called Ocean Ready. So he does your kind of like on the rower, on the erg training and in the gym exactly. training. And then we are still down in Burnham and Crouch, which is where our boat is, doing almost the same routes. But I think Jess and I, interestingly, this time, it's like, well, how can we make this as hard as possible? So for example, we're going down this weekend and we know that Sunday morning, the tide is going to be against us and the wind is going to be against us. So we're like, okay, right, let's make sure that we try and get in at that time. So it's brutally hard. Yeah. And I think it said because there was one training session for the Atlantic where everything went wrong, like our steering broke, we couldn't turn left, the wind was coming. They were saying, if you don't get to this point by 12, like midnight, then you're going to have to get rescued. I think at the end of that, we like broke down and we said, the Atlantic can't be as hard as that was. And we stand by it. <laughs> like, so then in our mind, we're like, right, Pacific training, let's break ourselves. So that actually, like we went out the other day in minus four and we were like, right, it was so cold that we said, well, let's row for 10 hours straight, two ups, you're rowing together. Um, we had 15 minutes break and that's what we did because it was actually like right put yourself in the mindset of breaking and i think that's the other thing is we are now training in winter yeah. whereas yeah. in the atlantic it was the summer months yeah. so we'd go it was beautiful crowd and it was absolutely beautiful we'd go out there tan it's like the mediterranean no it's no it was delightful we go down there now and you're like head to toe in like oil rig gear going because it's freezing but yeah so it's brutal training i'm really looking forward to this weekend though yeah yeah which i don't really imagine going california to hawaii is which well, sounds sounds delightful yeah you would think so but apparently they call california yeah they say they say gray may yeah, yeah. something a gloom june gloom june gray may and apparently it's like really quite cold in those months which i didn't expect and i don't know if we would have signed up had we have known but <laughs> there's a lot of things that have come out of the woodworks post signing up so. yeah a lot of apparently yeah, 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 um, yeah apparently, apparently. yeah our breeding ground apparently. When, 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 when we're in hawaii waiting for you We'll, we'll question those apparently. Um, <laughs> exactly. So I've got like, you've just, again, you said like, you know, rowing for 10 hours, two up, 
for training, making it as hard as possible, just like in a sadistic way. It sounds like music to my ears. Like that, that sounds amazing. But the biggest question to me when you said that wasn't, oh my goodness, that sounds hard. That sounds fatigued. What, what did you talk about? No, the biggest thing for me was, how did you eat? It, and, what, mean, and what are you eating? So we eat on the, on the oceans, we eat a combination of snacks and dehydrated food, right? So your snacks can be anything, chocolate, Haribo, whatever. They have this really great thing called resilient nut. It's mm. nut butter and it's just delightful. And then we have dehydrated food. But I mean, Charlotte and I are terrible. If there's snacks in the bow, we eat them. So like, there's just not- <laughs> No self-control. Zero self-control. So we, and that happened in the Atlantic. We ate the snacks within 10 days. So then we were just on the dehydrated food, which is fine because it's great fuel, but it's not, you know. I think actually it, it worked. It worked in our benefit. I mean, we yeah. were so hungry. We were feeding each other on the oars. Like if the other person was on the oars, it was like, give me some, I'm hungry. But the thing with the dehydrated food, it's so nutritionally balanced that yeah. actually I think it ended up working in our, in our favour because we were having yeah. six meals a day, 6,000, 7,000 calories, burning probably 8,000. I think we came off ripped and I put it down slightly to actually not, because a lot of people end up getting seasick. So they have one meal a day. And then end up having the chocolate and the and all of that as their fuel. <laughs> and I think so. I think we're going to have to really talk about what we do to make sure. Good. Same yeah. again, yeah. Up for sixty days worth of snacks. Eat them in the first ten. <laughs> and, and break the record. There we go. That's the way to do it. I can. Yeah. Break. Don't fix it. I've just got a vision of, of you both floating in the Pacific in a Haribo coma. Yeah. Just like. Yeah. And then and then yeah. kicking yeah. into action. Yeah. When we used to find like rogue snacks, like there was one right at the end. I think there was maybe like six days to go. We found like a naked bar, and it was like Gollum to a ring. Like, like, <laughs> over. on the boat. Yeah, exactly. And it was like half each. It's like my precious. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you must be some great, a great specimen pair for some like product, not product placement, but for people to send you all sorts of different types of snacks to test out. Yeah. There's not many opportunity to do this. No, it's not. And actually, that's uh, what it's, I mean. Obviously, everything around these campaigns is time. We've both got full-time jobs. We've obviously both got personal lives that we've got going on. So the campaigning and the training for this is just, it's its huge. So there's so many things that we would like to do, like reach out to all of these companies and you know try and find snack partners and food partners, but it's just time, isn't it? Like, I, bet, I mean, what's interesting is you would think that people would completely jump on it, given the story, because I've actually, we, we had, it was Trek Bar and Naked Bar, and I reached out to the CEO, just sent an email. I mean, that didn't get responded to, so I found the brand manager, that didn't get responded to. And you would think there's the personal story behind it. There's the story about the fact that, you know, we found one like four days out, it really fueled us across. So you would think people would respond and it's often the people that you don't think will that do yeah. and then it just so it is quite difficult from a fundraising perspective even if it is like snacks and stuff yeah, yeah. Um, to get people on the hook so that's, that's that's something that we've struggled with even second time around I want us to talk about the fundraising in a second yeah. but have a look at real bars this I know this isn't appropriate for now but yeah no it's absolutely how am I so real bars um I could probably introduce you to oh, to the yeah, company nice. um they're like they're they're like 670 calories yeah. really slim I'm I'm trialing them for 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 that I mentioned I'm doing the MDS the I'm trying <laughs> ah, yeah I'm trying to uh you can sponsor me in this link no no this isn't about me um but but they're they're really really good and Andy who joined us recently um used to use those in his old place um so he's got some old like 2007 ones he's lent me to try which are lovely which which are fine but but they'll they'll be really good so this interesting segue takes me back to like the reason you are doing this i know the reason you're doing this and the reason 
we're we're investing in in sponsoring such an amazing team um is is about the money you're raising towards towards shelter that that's part of it. so we'd really love for you to to both share a bit about like what impact the fundraising the awareness can have for shelter so i'll take that one Charles. um so Shelter is a charity that we chose to sponsor, uh, to partner with um, for The Atlantic, because as Charlotte said earlier, we wanted to raise money for homelessness. Shelter works at a national level. They all, they all, While they always deal with um, people on the streets for homelessness and families, they actually work at government level to make actual mm-hmm. change, the sort of legal change. So it was a, a, ch- a charity that we felt would have a huge impact, not just for the people on a day-to-day, but also actually instigate change. When we signed up to do The Atlantic, the reasons were obviously the alignment to the cause, but also we had COVID um, and there was a huge economical shift, which is making the homeless population so much harder. And now we're moving into the cost of living crisis. So when we were deciding if we should raise money for a different charity again, or even a different cause, we just both kept going back to, you know, this is really what we're aligned to. And, you know, 309,000 people were homeless on Christmas day. So the cost of living crisis is huge. The number of people are expected to lose their homes this year because of rent r- being raised. Like normal people who just can't afford to live. Mm. And it's even, and, and what Shelter do, which is brilliant, is how much they like just saying around lobbying the government because the social housing at the moment in England and affordable housing, it's a crisis. It's, they do so much work behind the scenes about trying to push that forward with affordable housing so it's just it's a great charity that we've really enjoyed supporting and that's why we wanted to support yeah. them again and are you just aiming for as much as possible or have you got a goal in terms of like the financial sponsorship yeah we've got i mean we, we want to raise fifty thousand pounds for shelter but we want to smash it yeah. like yeah we raised a hundred thousand pounds for women's aid and shelter last time so yes of course there's a target there but you know of course as, as much it. as possible yeah so not only are you, you training, you've got full-time jobs, you're undertaking the, the world's toughest row and trying to raise 50,000 or more for, yeah. for shelter. You're also looking for corporate sponsorship as well, aren't you? Just, just in your spare time. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Like holding it together, but this is definitely the, the crux time. Isn't it's it? the hard part, yeah. yeah. And, and why do you need that corporate sponsorship then? Well, the corporate sponsorship works in two ways. Obviously, it gets us to the start and then there are packages involved in that. So, you know, when a corporate sponsors us or partners with us in the different levels, there's so many benefits. One, obviously, is the fact that we've got this kind of relationship and there's a huge employee and customer engagement piece. But there's so much more that we offer within our packages, like brand awareness and, you know, what else do we offer, Charlotte? Brand awareness, motivational talks, everything is part of this whole journey. But yeah, ultimately, we sell all of our boat, we sell our equipment all the money then goes to charity. So we're yeah. just pushing really hard to get to the start and then to raise money on top of it so that it's a lot that goes to shelter. Are you close to your, your target for that as well? Or there's still it's space on the boat for some logos? There's absolutely space, yeah. I think, is it, would you say two thirds of the way there? Okay. So yeah. yeah, I think there's still quite a chunk to go, which is, and it is crunch time, but we're still doing as much as we can to try and get into corporates and show the packages that we have so that they can partner with us and understand why they would want to. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a big push at the moment. Wh- whose logo would fit nicely on the boat? Oh, no. well, apart from ours, obviously, but who, who, yeah. who are you trying to reach out to? I mean, we, we've got loads of different leads out there at the moment. We we had a really great platinum sponsor last time called My Pension Experts. Yeah. We still have that platinum space okay. available. So if there is a company out there who wants to be the all single dancing show, star of the show, alongside West Peak. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, exactly. That is... Because you, you had a massive reach last time, didn't you? The, the millions yeah. of people, because you were in like, all the national newspapers, the TV. Yeah. I think we, we calculated it was like 76.2 million 
was the wow. reach. Okay, which so was huge because we were in Daily Mail, we were in the Telegraph, we were interviewed by Jeremy, Jeremy Vine. Yeah, fun. there was so many different. It, it was interesting actually the amount of media attention that it got, which was great. And yeah. memorable characters as well. These two, these two. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. so if everyone, everyone who's watching this on YouTube, listening to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, we'll put the links to Team Wild Waves in our in the show notes and on our YouTube channel. And everything. I like, reach yeah. out to them because we. Um, oh, the, the one of the things that that blew me away, apart from obviously your two lovely personalities and the attitude that we resonate with in terms of like build the ship as you go. Yeah. Or build the boats. Don't build it as you go. Row as you go. Um, but one of the things, one of the things that I mean, we would, we'd already a- agreed to to partner with you. But then I think um, you sent across like a like a formal deck that you would normally send okay. to a partner. Yeah. And that formal deck like really optimized in terms of what we get in return for partnering with you. But I'll tell you what, I tell everyone that the bit that really got me was the piece, the the data you put in there about the number of families, no, the number of people and then children, I think it was, that that are homeless every night in Dorset where we are. And that like hit me hard. And um, I kind of get goosebumps, like bad goosebumps thinking about it now that actually this is a really inspirational, worthy way to donate towards two people doing something, you know, fantastic in terms of challenge wise but also to be able to make meaningful change as well in, in helping people have probably one of the most important things for me, which is, is yeah. a, safe, a safe place to, mm. to sleep at night. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly it, Ben. Like it's completely bang on. It's, it's, a, it's like a multifaceted challenge in the sense that you've got the exciting part of it, which is you know, supporting a challenge. What does that mean for your employees, for your customer? What does that mean for your brand and how it aligns to your values? We've also got this really serious element that yeah. is we are raising money for homelessness. There's a whole CSR side of it. So you can you can map it to however you would like within a company and get so much out of it while supporting, you know, real people. Cool. I mean, how can our listeners help out most? So in terms of your next steps, your priorities, is it think- donations to shelter? Is it like corporate... Sponsorship. sponsorship is the big one at the moment because we obviously have a goal that means if we don't get it we won't get to the start line but a big thing that actually really helps is introductions to people who might be able to sponsor so okay. even if you or your company can't sponsor if you know somebody and you think that there would be a really good link just that not because what we found is with cold calling it often doesn't work that or may, might work one percent of the time but if somebody makes an introduction and it can be even small things for example if somebody works at Tesco and they know they know them they can send like a 200 pound gift voucher which we can actually take off of the 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 food bill and it's things like that so I think it's more it's like introductions would really help at the moment and then once we're fully funded it's and we've we have got the um the fundraising page up and running so if that's also something that people would want to do that obviously would help enormously as well um but yeah also launching the wild waves wild waves wild waves online raffle next month oh tell me more yeah you can't write it so we've got (laughs) prizes we've got cash prizes we've got hotel prizes ihg have just um are sponsoring us two two nice days in any of their world's destinations worldwide so we've got loads of prizes which we're forming together now and it's a raffle. So, you know, pers- from, from a personal perspective, you can go on, you can buy your raffle ticket, 5, 10, 20, 30, 50, however many tickets you want to buy. Um, and then we'll do a prize draw in um, a couple of months. And okay, so, yeah. And that's Team Wild Waves' website or is that through a well, different it's, it's site? It's going to be through Crowdfunder. Okay. 
but we will put the links on the website and everything like that and trust me we'll be super vocal when that launches yeah. but you know fundamentally great prizes we've got two cash prizes hotel stays everything so yeah maybe a night out of wild waves <laughs> a night out with us which i mean is the winning call which that. might be a wild rave based on the... exactly. yeah yeah it'll be, it'll be memorable <laughs> I think, yeah. I think and in Hawaii. Not, yeah, it'll be like some porridge, a protein shake in an yeah. early night. Yeah. 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 In you Burnham on minus six. Post race. Like out. Amazing. And is there anything else that we can help with? Obviously you have partnered with us and we we've kind of decided to uh, to power you through your through your journey. But is there anything we can help with? Obviously our, our niches and expertise is people performance, which is what we saw in you as well, being out as a pair getting through those difficult conversations, like self-leadership. We've heard about your decision-making and it was the spin of the wheel, I think, which... But, ah, the tiny decisions. Yeah. Oh, yeah, tiny yeah. Decisions. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. It was the first time we've heard of that. Anything that, that we could help with? I mean, you guys are already doing so much anyway. Like from, from when we decided that we we're gonna be a formal partners, you guys have been driving this campaign forward. So we're really, really grateful. I think more that you can get us in front of sort of people that you know, customers, we do motivational talks. We are mm. all over that for, you know, coming up to this year, we've got International Women's Week. Um, so yeah, just keep pushing the um, pushing the challenge and the agenda. But I think just keep doing what you're doing with us because it's really, really fun to have a partner yeah. who are like behind it. And yeah, powering and it. motivational. And it's nice they've offered to fly us out to Hawaii to be on the first oh, yeah. line. I, mean, I thought that was amazing. It's incredible. I mean, you might be in a dinghy behind our <laughs> well, yeah, 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 I was okay. going to say, you can you sleep in the cabin, so we'll, we'll row you <laughs> Stowaways. A couple of, couple of tinnies, yeah. we'll be fine. <laughs> God, we must break. Oh, good stuff. Well, look, thank you so much for, right, for, for joining us on our, our LinkedIn Live that broke the internet. Everyone who's everyone who's yeah, watch this on YouTube or, or listening to it on on the podcast. Um, as promised, we'll put all the links that um, Team Wild Waves send us, so you can sponsor them, enter their raffle to win a holiday and night. And it'd be better than a holiday and night. Are, are there some ways that you can follow your training as well? Oh, yeah. Is that just before we go? Because I'm sure there's people out there who'd love to see you rowing or, or trying out your training so techniques. So our our website within our website links to our Instagram account. Okay. Our Instagram account is a thing that we keep the most updated. Cool. Yeah. Um but then once we get close to the race, keep your eye on our website because we'll keep it updated and on our LinkedIn's obviously because we can we'll post all the apps where you can track us and things like that. Amazing. So yeah, maybe we'll only post the app if we know that we're doing well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna feedback whatever you're doing. We'll, yeah. we'll be like by the way everyone, in. Tuesday morning, nine AM. The girls are full of behind. Big fin spotted, starving yeah, battle. The shark breeding ground. Yeah. Wasn't an apparently. Well, Charlotte, Jessica, thanks very much, Jess. Thank I appreciate you. your time. It's great to hear more about your challenge and how we can follow you, get involved and get that corporate sponsorship and the charity sponsorship up as well for you. Thank you. And both of you, Ben and Ben, and everyone at West Peak, thank you so much for everything. Because, yeah. yeah, it's just brilliant having you guys on board. It's invaluable. Thank you. No worries. Thanks for joining us on the How They Lead podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and learned something new about the world of high performance. If you have any feedback or suggestions for future episodes, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. And don't forget to subscribe to the How They Lead podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. Until next time, keep pushing yourself to reach your full potential and evolve the way you perform. And remember, just because something has always been done a certain way, 
doesn't mean doing it a new way can't work.